it's funny, this gospel, I think, <laughs> it makes a lot of people angry, right? Just like the people in the gospel were sort of angry. They're like, this, there's a grave injustice. Why didn't we get more for, for our, our work here? And, um, and there's an amazing thing. Many of you have experienced this throughout your life. There's people who convert to the Catholic Church on their deathbed. There are people who are raised Catholic and tried their very best to live in the precepts of the church their whole entire life. One of the most important things is, is that we rejoice when anybody receives the Lord, when anybody accepts the Catholic faith and wants to go to heaven. Whether that was, you know, we shouldn't lament that we got the grace of living in the graces of the church our whole life. We should rejoice that we had that grace. But sometimes it seems, it looks like from our human eyes, well, this person just got to romp around and do whatever they wanted for almost their whole entire life. And then at the very end of their life, all of a sudden they're like, okay, I, I believe. And that can kind of seem unjust to us. But it goes back to our, our merit on earth, the way that we live our lives on earth, does have to do with how we will experience heaven. And this is also something that's a little bit difficult for, for people, because we'll be perfectly fulfilled in heaven. Each person that goes to heaven receives perfect fulfillment, the beatific vision of seeing God as he is, seeing God face to face. But the merit of their life on earth will will dictate how they experience heaven. So they may experience it differently. That's about as far as we understand completely. But we do know, just like, just like an example of the manna in the desert, which was a very interesting thing. Some needed to consume more, and some consumed less. But they were all perfectly satisfied. That's just truly the nature of God. Some will receive a greater portion and then that's, that's kind of how it's dealt out. But none will be hungry. That was sort of the whole idea of the manna, that even though some needed more and some needed less, they were all perfectly fulfilled by it, by bread from heaven, by God alone. And so it's the same way in heaven. In the Council of Florence and in the Council of Trent is when they talked about this, that our experience of heaven may be different than other people's, but that will be based on our merit and our holiness and the way we lived our life on earth. And so it's a really hard thing to understand as a human being. Like, well, how could, well, if they experience it, you know, better than I do up there, how would I not be jealous? It's like, well, because you're perfectly fulfilled in God, so you just, you won't be jealous. I wish that I knew more to say on that, like I could, that I could explain it in a better way. But it's almost like that manna. It's almost like that food that some require more and will be fulfilled and some require less and will actually be fulfilled. But so nobody, in the end, nobody ends up being shortchanged when they actually accept the Lord. So that's kind of how they end up getting equal pay, because we all equally receive the beatific vision. We all equally experience perfection in heaven. Even, even if people's life on earth will experience it somehow differently, we don't know how to describe the differently. That's kind of one of the big, the big challenges that we have. But the, the important thing is that we don't allow envy or jealousy to get the better of us. Remember, we want as many people, we want to take as many people with us 
as we possibly can. So, so whether that's a, a deathbed confession and conversion, or that's, you know, from the cradle to the grave, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to take as many people as we can, w whenever we can do it, whenever they're ready to listen. As all of you know from your own lives, and per perhaps some of the lives of your own children, when somebody is ready to truly accept the faith and start living it, you just don't know when that corner is going to be turned in their life. But, but when it is, oh gosh, like hallelujah. Like, you know, it's the, it's the greatest thing. And there's even times in my life, you know, I, I spent all that time with, with, with Justin. And, you know, Justin's 12 years younger than me. And I'm, you know, there's times where I'd say to myself, gosh, what was I doing 12 years ago? Why didn't I just like, why wasn't I a little bit more attuned earlier? Well, it just wasn't part of the plan. I was a little too stubborn. I was a little too dumb. I don't know what it was. It just didn't reach me quite yet. But praise God that it did when it did. And so that's what we need to pray for others that we love and that we care about, that they somehow, that they come along. Um, so we have to continue to pray for people to come along, no matter when that is. And again, I, I say this a lot, especially, um, I say this often in the confessional, the thing that we do so badly as human beings, balancing justice and mercy, is the thing that the Lord does perfectly. Two arms, justice and mercy. Sometimes as humans, we're like super heavy on the justice part of the world, especially with the, with the climate of the world right now. Politically, it's very polarized and it's very difficult for people, and I hear that often. But it's like sometimes we're super heavy on the justice arm and super light on the mercy side or vice versa. Some people are so merciful that they're not willing to hold people accountable for things that they need to be held accountable for. But God, the, ones who, the one who judges us, balances those two arms perfectly, justice and mercy. So that's who judges us. So we just hope that when we receive his judgment, that we can be more like him and hold those things in balance um, as, as we receive other people into the faith. God bless you all.